Hello, and welcome to an episode of Cat the Baker. I'm Chef KB. So I know this podcast is called Cat the Baker, and I am a baker, a pastry chef. So I, I suppose I should talk more about that, right? basically it's just about my adventures which I will get into because I've had quite a few this week if I do say so myself Um, we're making a lot of breads at work we're making ciabatta we're making bagels sourdough what else pumpernickel bread baguettes I have somebody who's very good and passionate about breads, which is nice because we're using the breads for the line. You know, and the sourdough bread is aged 48 hours, so it has a really nice flavor. We have a sourdough starter, and it's mixed, it's folded, and then it's put in the walk-in for 48 hours. And then after the 48 hours, we divide it, shape it, let it proof, and then we bake it. And that's all I'm going to say about baking. (laughs) Because this episode is about adventures. I always thought I was very high on the adventure list. For example, an average person might think of me as like a 9 or a 10 on an adventure level. I personally think I'm maybe like a 7 and 8. But I told a friend of mine in conversation today, I told her my story that I'm going to tell you. She said, hell no, you're like a 10. And I'm thinking, no, I'm not. And the reason I say that is because of what happened. Okay, so I started on an app, not the app I was talking about last time, because that only lasted for like five minutes. But this app is... I don't know, it has like pretty good variety. A dating app. I'm talking about a dating app. I didn't clarify that. I don't know. It it at least has people in town. Most apps don't have and it's very hard to find. So that's a bonus. But I went out on a date and it was not your average date. You know, I'm thinking, okay, if I can find like an adventure guy, this would fit me, you know, because... I have trouble sitting still, I like to hike, I like to do all kinds of things. So I'm looking at profiles, and this one guy, he's done all kinds of things. You know, rafting, he's hiking, he's rock climbing, he's doing it all. And I'm thinking, okay, like this is, this is cool, you know? We chat, we talk on the phone, and we decide to meet. And he says, we're gonna go rafting. I'm thinking, okay, you know, that's fun. I enjoy rafting. We meet at the river which for me was about like a two hour drive. So it's not close. He lives a little further away. He has this raft on the top of his car. And it's one where, how do I describe it? It has a metal frame and it has two blow up, I don't know, pods. I don't know how to describe it. So there's like a a left side and a right side, you know, and when it lays on the water, it floats because you have to pump up these like air tubes. There we go. Tubes. That's a good word. I help him lift off the raft of the roof of his car because it's tricky to do it by yourself. This thing is very heavy. He gives me like a wetsuit. He gives me like a life jacket. He gives me a helmet. 
Basically, he says, like, have your legs above water because if your feet get on the bottom of the river, you can drown because your foot can get stuck in the rocks because the river is fast moving. Anyway, he's given me this whole talk and I'm kind of like, I'm thinking, wow, this is serious. This doesn't feel like a date. <laughs> so, you know, he's basically saying the ways that I could die. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like, wow, we're going to do this. And this is the class five river, which is, it's very tumultuous. You know, this is an adventure river. The highest I've been on is class four, which has like some mellow spots and then some crazy spots. But this river was very, very intense most of the time. So I'm not paddling. He's paddling and he's like in control because I've never done a river like this and I don't want to risk it. I mean, I don't think it's smart for me to do this as a first timer. And this raft is really only for one paddler. So I'm sitting in the back behind him and he has these straps and he's like, hold on to the straps. And then he's telling me everything I should do if I fall off. And I'm like, oh my God, like, <laughs> this, this is crazy, you know? So we go on the river, everything got wet, really, really wet. I mean, I've been on a river and not necessarily everything gets wet. You know, it gets wet because the paddlers you're with splash you and then I get super annoyed. But no, this was so intense and you got wet, wet. Like I was sitting in a puddle on the back seat most of the time. And thank goodness I had a wetsuit because this water was cold. You know, the sun was hot and also I burn super, super easily. So I'm glad I had a wetsuit because my hands, they got crazy burnt, you know, and everything else was covered. But can you imagine had I not had a wetsuit? First of all, the water would have been freezing. I would have been lobster red. Like I'm so pale. All of his gear is very serious, very lightweight. It's all waterproof. He does this all the time. And as I'm on the back of this raft, I'm thinking, I thought I was high on the adventure list, you know, like one out of 10. Like I thought I was high, but I'm not, I'm not. Like to the average person, people who don't really do a lot of outdoorsy things. Yeah, I guess I'm high, you know, like my friend said. But as I'm on this raft, like it's fun and it's cool, you know, but it's mixed with freaking out slash being relieved that I didn't fall off in between, you know, <laughs> like, and as we're going down the river, there's a point where the waves are so crazy and the fall is so steep that even almost he falls off from his seat like he does he falls off his seat and i'm just sitting there holding on for dear life and i'm just watching him almost fall off like there's no reflex that i'm like oh my god let me save you i'm like no <laughs> like i don't want to fall off and like drown and i'm just watching him almost fall like i feel like in that moment i was completely helpless and he caught himself and got back on the seat. As he's paddling, he's like, that's never happened before. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but he's saying how he's rafted 
on the Nile before it was dammed. Like it was his wild river. He's rafted in, I forget where you say, South America or like basically on this river in the Amazon where only two people before have rafted. Like he's adventurous for an adventurous person. He's a 10. You know, so compared to him, I'm like a three. I'm not that adventurous as I thought I was. <laughs> so I'm thinking these things as I'm on the river. And these waves, you know, like everything's loud and roaring and he's talking. And I'm like, what? Like, I can't hear you. <laughs> and I'm more silent because I don't want to yell. And then he's like you hungry? Like you feel like some lunch? And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, I'm just trying to not fall off this raft. I didn't say that, you know, I don't want to seem like I'm a three on the adventurism chart. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, let's go get some lunch. And I'm thinking, what is he talking about? You know, we've already been on this river for like, an hour and then he talks about lunch and I'm thinking okay like maybe there'll be like a quiet area on the side there's no quiet areas you know like we're roaring down super loud like there was this photographer on the side this really really deep drop as we're about to hit it he, he's always like you know this is like a 10 on the drop I'm like what like <laughs> and there's a photographer there photographing people as they fall down this drop he's photographing us and I'm like oh my god this can't be good like there's a stranger who's a photographer like photographing this drop and and this is the point where he actually falls off the guy you know, he, where he falls off his seat, but catches himself and falls back on. And I'm like, okay, like this is why he's there taking pictures. Okay, so then further down, he's like, okay, let's stop for lunch. Next thing I know, like we just went down this giant kind of waterfall thing. There's a few rocks. There's a rock in the middle. And I see him, like he's very strong, you know, like he's, he's paddling this like 60 pound raft like it's not light but I guess in the water it is light you know and and he's paddling backwards like we just went down this waterfall and I'm like thinking where the f is he paddling to and I look behind me and as I look he's like that's a good rock for lunch and I'm thinking what <laughs> like what <laughs> for real you know what I mean? Like, I feel I'm definitely a three on this chart. <laughs> he jumps off the boat and he's like, stay there. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm holding onto the straps. He jumps off the boat. He grabs a rope and he ties the rope around this rock. And he's like, get off, get off the boat. I'm like, how? Like, how? <laughs> he says, get on the tube and from there, jump. You know what? Like, there's moments where I'm thinking, okay, he's never going to want to see me again. And then there's moments where I'm thinking, he's too intense. I'm not going to want to see him again. And then there's moments where, oh, that was good. That was a good interaction. Maybe he'll want to see me again. You know, it keeps going back and forth like this because this is my head. Like, I overthink everything. He's like, jump off the tube onto the rock, which has algae on it and super slippery because there's water 
on both sides of it roaring down. Holy crap. Like, <laughs> what the hell? Who just jumps off the raft that will save you in this situation? Who jumps off of it onto a slippery rock surrounded by roaring, loud waterfall rapids? You know, who does that to have lunch there? This guy, you know, and and I'm and I'm going along for the ride because I'm like, this is kind of cool, yet kind of scary at the same time. So I jump off the raft and he's like, awesome. I mean, this rope, he tied it, you know, and he picks up the raft and he tries to pull it like a little bit onto the rock. And I mean, this water is so strong surrounding the raft that he's having trouble. So I lift up one tube and help him. And I'm like, what the hell is happening here? So he pulls up like this waterproof kind of pillow thing and I sit on it. And then he has cheese crackers. He has like kombucha. <laughs> he has um, water, you know, and he has, what is it? Tomatoes, carrots. Like he has this whole picnic thing set up. And I'm like, wow, like this is kind of, this is kind of cool, you know? <laughs> and I start eating and then there's rafters going down the river being like, yeah, hell yeah. Like as they're passing us. <laughs> and then he's like, people might ask if we're okay. So just to give them like a sign, you tap your helmet, you know, like twice, like we're okay. And I, and people didn't think, you know, if we're okay or not. They were just, they saw us eating and they're like, fuck yeah. <laughs> like stopping on a rock in the middle of a rapid to eat. Like this was so crazy to me. Maybe it doesn't sound crazy to you. I don't know. But being in that moment, I'm thinking, oh my God, I have to talk about this. Like this is so surreal. Yet, I don't know, it was just, it was so crazy, <laughs> you know? And then I'm like, oh yeah, this, this kombucha is really good, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was a little disappointed with the cheese. Like, he had like shredded cheese from Safeway, you know? And here I am, like, he didn't get gourmet. Like, what, what the hell? <laughs> but then in my head, it's like balancing out, thinking, okay, well, we are on this rock. So, give and take. He can't do everything gourmet. <laughs> like, so, and we had good conversation, you know, we had a couple of laughs and then I'm thinking, okay, maybe, maybe this can go well. And that was like part of the main conversation was on this rock because the rest of the date was really on these rapids and I was just holding on the straps. We're about to finish lunch and then he's looking at me and I'm like, oh my God, the boat. And it's like <laughs> the rope was still attached to the rock but the rapid caught the boat and it came off part of the rock. So he grabs it by himself and pulls it on further onto the rock. And I'm like, oh my God, like he's so strong. <laughs> and <laughs> we finish. I put some sunscreen on my nose because I, I feel that it's like burning. Then he's like, jump back on. What? Like He's like, it's slippery right here. The rock is slippery. Just be careful. And this was harder to get back on than get off the boat. I get back on and he kind of jumps on with the rope in his hand. And I'm thinking, oh my God, this is, 
Like, I just feel like I'm not adventurous compared to this man. You know, and that's awesome for him. Like, <laughs> and I think the rest of the way was kind of more silent. I think that's when he realized, okay, this probably isn't going to work out. You know, but we had like another hour on this raft and he just kept announcing when these like drops were happening. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then we get to the end and he, you know, I have to help him carry the raft out of the water, which was fine. I was only wearing, I wasn't wearing shoes so everything was really rocky and I'm trying not to squirm because I'm kind of trying to not seem weak, like that I can handle these rocks on my feet and carry the raft at the same time, which is freaking heavy. My whole body was sore the next day and I didn't even paddle. <laughs> like It was purely just from lifting the raft off the car, lifting it into the water, lifting it out of the water and back onto the car. That was really difficult. And from that, I was so sore the next day. So we get it out of the water. He drives with me in my car. And then we have to drive back to the point where we started in the river to his car. And then with his car, you know, we have to drive back to load everything. And there, where both of our cars are, like we're chatting a little bit, we're eating a little bit. I don't know. I guess just something was off. And I just knew, okay, like, this was fun, but I'm probably not going to see him again. And I was right. You know, like, I didn't hear from him again. I thanked him because I had to drive back, like, two hours. And I thanked him for the date. Like, it was awesome. You know, kind of on the brink of scary. And then he doesn't respond for, like, five hours. And he's like, glad you had fun. I'm like, okay, like this is weird. And then I don't hear from him for like another week and he messages me and basically one of his paddles, like the oar, the oar part, he ha he put it in my car and he was missing it and he was wondering if it was still in my car. And then I'm thinking, oh my God, please don't have it be in my car. So I look and it was, it was still in my car. I'm thinking, mm, will he want me to mail it to him? Like, how is this gonna work? And anyway, he's like, I told him it was in my car. And he's like, okay, next time I'm heading your way, I'll let you know. I'm like, okay. Like, it was, <laughs> it was so bizarre. That was pretty adventurous. So another time I went out with, like, someone who works for the Forest Service. And I thought it was really going well. You know, we had a lot to talk about. We went on a second date. I guess you could call it that. We did a kayak and it was like nighttime. We met when he got off work or something like that. We met in the PM. We went to go kayak in this river, which is on a nature reserve. So it's really quiet. But then it started getting dark, like the sun started to set and now it's summer. So it sets later. But we started so late that pretty much by like 930, it's dark. But this river was going so slow because the water level was lower now at this point than it had been like a week prior that we were just going along really slow and probably on it for like an hour 20 minutes usually it's like 45 you know and the conversation was going well but then you know it's getting dark and i'm hearing animal noises 
Meanwhile, there's like deer in the river and I'm starting to hear things, you know, like there's beavers swimming, there's a flock of geese swimming upstream. Like there's all kinds of animals and I'm like, uh, I've never been here when it's dark and it's a nature reserve. So sometimes there's moose, there could be bears. I've never seen bears there, but you know, it's all possible. And I'm just kind of getting sensitive with all these noises. And then we get to the end, we load the car and I'm just thinking, I hope we have everything because now it's dark. So we drive to my apartment, which is not far. And then like the first time we met, you know, we made out like it was good. And then the second time he's like, I have a cold sore. I'm like, okay. (laughs) You know, which like that sucks, right? Like, but it's, it's nice of him to let me know, but it could also be like, I don't want to, I don't want to kiss you. You know, (laughs) like he just wanted a kayak and I gave him a slice of cheesecake, which he said was his favorite. (laughs) You know, like, I didn't hear from him again. So I'm like, okay, that's it. And I don't know. It's just like, dating is just so weird. And now everybody just wants open relationships. Like, nobody wants monogamy anymore, you know? And then somebody said, if you're seeing somebody and it's not monogamous, and then when it's over, it hurts less. And I'm thinking, what is that mentality? That's weird to me. I mean, so you're kind of like half in it, like you just want to see different people all the time because you know it's going to end and then it hurts less. I mean, yeah, like relationships ending sucks. Like somebody is always going to get hurt, if not both people on some level, right? But also, I don't understand the point then. Like you're just wanting to sleep around, like you don't want an actual relationship you know you just want all the good things that's it but I feel like the more you get to know somebody the better everything else is you know otherwise it's just it's just shallow anyway this is what I've been up to and then (laughs) along with work and baking you know but that's just the usual like nothing too exciting except we are working on a new afternoon tea menu going back to baking because I feel like, you know, I got to mix that in there. I just have to make the items look more high end, have a new stand to put them on so that it looks classy and expensive. So we're kind of launching that soon. That's that. Yesterday, it was my day off and I decided I want to go hiking. So I have this all trails app and I found a trail that it said five hours, like eight, was it eight or nine miles? Something like that. Maybe almost nine miles. It was called the New York Creek Trail. So the thing is you have to drive along Independence Pass, which is on the outside of Aspen. Beautiful drive. You know, it's right on the edge. It's right on the edge of these cliffs, basically. And you see the whole valley and it's just forests. It's It's true wilderness. There's nothing out there except for wildlife and nature. And it's amazing, truly amazing. Like when I was in Switzerland, it was beautiful, but there's a random house. Like you're never truly alone. You know, there's cows, there's goats, there's people and houses everywhere. You could be on the highest point 
and there'll be this cafe with, you know, six different cakes on the menu. And, and you're like, oh, yeah, let me get a coffee and some cake. And like, you're never really in nature. Like, you're never truly alone. And you don't see wildlife. Like, there's just, it's just fully inhabited. No matter how high you go, there's people. It's not like that here, which I love. I love that. It's scary. And some might call it adventurous. <laughs> um, and it's just amazing. Like, I love that I can go hiking somewhere and not see a single person. I love that. But at the same time, it's also scary, you know, because then you could see bears, you could see all kinds of animals. And then I do this alone. And as I'm going, starting to hike, I'm thinking, oh, I forgot my whistle, which I thought I would bring with me on hikes in case I see a bear. But I'm like, oh, it's fine. You know, I forgot that. It's good. I won't see a bear. Or I figure I'll just get out of it in some other way. I don't know. I asked the the forest service man on the date on the kayak, if I see a bear, how should I react? And he's like, just don't run. <laughs> and... And I'm thinking, okay, if this happens, can I not run? Can I just stand there? And he's like, you just stand there. He's like, they really don't want to attack you. They just want food, you know? So basically, if I have food on me and they smell it, that's when they'll probably come over to me. So he's like, you just make a loud noise. You just stay standing, you leave some distance. And he's like, number one thing is you just don't run. I'm like, okay. So I start this trail by myself. It's maybe almost noon, probably around there. Because by the time I get there, I have to drive an Independence Pass. And then I have to drive for about 20 minutes on this dirt road. And it's not just a dirt road. It's very bumpy. Not every car would do well on this, you know. Basically, an SUV is best because there's a lot of rocks. So you have to be careful. And it's also on the edge of a river and there's no barricade. So another reason to be very careful. I make it to the trailhead. I start, right when I start, there's a river. And I'm like, okay, like, you know, I'm taking pictures. I'm like, oh my God, it's water. You know, I freak out with water. I love water. So as soon as I see a river, I'm like, yes, I gotta take pictures. I gotta take video, <laughs> you know, and that takes me like five minutes. And then I realize, wait, how do I cross this river? Like, it's not a quiet river and it's not shallow and it's not narrow. It's pretty wide. So I'm looking at my shoes and I'm looking for rocks like that I can step on, you know, and I didn't bring my water shoes. I didn't bring like a towel or anything, like a travel towel. I'm like, okay, I guess I have to take off my shoes. <laughs> like the trail just started. Okay, I guess I'll just take off my shoes and my socks. So I'm carrying them. I have my poles and thank goodness I brought my poles because the current is kind of strong and the rocks are slippery. And I'm thinking, how can a trail start off this way? Like my car was the only car at the trailhead. Again, you know, I was telling my friend I did this and she's like, she's like, you're so a number 10 on the charts of adventurism because who does that? Like who just crosses it and takes off the shoes and just does a water crossing? I'm like, well, I'm sure plenty of people do, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so I take it off. I use my poles to kind of guide me so I'm not 
slipping on the rocks. And in one hand, I'm holding my, my shoes and I make it to the other side and I don't see a trail marker. Like the stupid thing I did is I didn't download the um, directions, like the trail directions because, and I forgot and I was out of service. Basically I'm off the grid for however long this hike is. So whatever happens to me, that's it. You know, if something happens to me on these trails, that's it. Like nobody, nobody would know. I can't reach anybody. And I didn't download the trail. So I'm like, okay, that was, that was stupid, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'll be fine. <laughs> um, you know, I continue on, but I don't see where the trail is. I'm like, where can it be? You know, and, and I start walking around because there's multiple kind of paths where it could go along. And I try like a couple. I'm like, no, it's not there. It's not there. And then I go straight. And it's kind of, this is how I know that not a lot of people are on this trail because the plants started to kind of fill the path. So you can't really tell there is a path. So I'm like, oh, this is like very isolated. <laughs> Good thing I picked this trail. <laughs> so I, I see, I walk through where the plants are and then I start seeing a trail and it opens up like it goes through this forest and it opens up into this giant field of wild flowers and it's so beautiful it's just these wild flowers I see the mountains in front of me of Aspen you know I see the rolling hills and it's so picturesque and again I have to stop and take video and take pictures this is what I do, you know, like if something says it's going to take five hours, I have to add like two hours to that. I stop a lot. I take pictures and I'm like, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. Like I just I can't just race through. That's why it's hard sometimes for me to hike with other people. They don't really soak in what's around them. You know, they're they're very fast and I have moments where I'm fast, but then I'm like, oh, I have to stop. I have to stop. You know, so sometimes I prefer hiking by myself because I don't know. Then I just feel like if I'm with other people, I'm like, stop, stop. You know, I want to take pictures. Like I feel that's inconvenient or annoying. I continue hiking and then I see deer right in front of me. I walk through this forest, which opens up into this waterfall, which goes in through another forest. And there's water all around me this whole time. And then that is the New York Creek. That's why it's called the New York Creek Trail. And then again, there's another river crossing. And there's a couple of rocks, but they're too far apart that I can't just use that. And again, this river is not slow. Like it's kind of semi-roaring. There's a good current. So again, I have to take off my shoes and my socks and I have to do a water crossing. And I'm thinking, okay, note to self, next time bring my water shoes and a travel towel. And then I'm in this huge field and I see the waterfall. I see this waterfall up on the mountain going down. I see this whole forest in front of me and I have to hike up through the forest. And then as I'm doing that, there's other smaller water crossings and it's so beautiful. This whole time I'm just hiking up with water. There's trees, you know, there's birds, squirrels, like all this wildlife. And now I keep going up and up and up. And I'm like, oh my God, I've been like doing this for at least two and a half hours. 
maybe three. I don't know. I lost track of time. All of a sudden, I'm above the tree line, you know, so I'm already pretty high. And now I just see these fields and these mountains in front of me that have snow on them still. And I see this whole view of the valley right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, wow, like this is amazing. Like I can't even... I took so many pictures of it and it just didn't, it didn't do it justice, you know, like with anything. But again, I took pictures, I took video. <laughs> All of a sudden the path stops. Like I don't see it anymore. And I'm like, uh, okay, like what do I do now? You know, and I didn't want to turn around. And I had this kind of out of body experience where my body's like, you're tired, stop, just turn around. It's going to take you like another three hours to get back. But my body is just continuing walking. And I'm like, oh no, let's just see. Let's just see where I can go. You know, it's like my mind is like split in two. <laughs> you know, I think these thoughts, but then my body just continues and does something else. And then I just go ahead and, and continue. I end up going up this mountain. I don't know where the trail is. Like, I'm off trail. I don't even know where I'm going at this point. I'm just like, I want to go up higher. And I think it was like 13,000 feet. You know, and I kind of see a trail, but I'm like, I don't think it is a trail. I just think it's where the snow ran off into water. You know, because it's, it's like a little bit muddy. And then there's this rim on the edge of the mountain that is between me and the top of the mountain. And this rim of snow is around the whole mountain. And I pick the smallest part and I kind of see footprints on this area of snow. And I'm like, yeah, I'll just go through that. No problem. Easy to say, you know, when you're kind of far away and it looks like a small amount of snow. When I'm right in front of it, I'm thinking, oh crap, like this is not as easy as I thought and it's very steep. I start going up, I, I kick into the snow so that it leaves like a good step with my hiking shoes and I have my poles, I put them into the snow so that I have something to grip on. And I go up step by step, kicking into the snow, using my poles, halfway up, I'm like, oh crap, am I going to be able to get down again? Because, <laughs> you know, I'm really good at going up things, but I have traumatic experiences, anxiety, if you will, on going down things. Like, I don't realize it going up it. And then when I have to go down something, I panic. Like, I freak out. <laughs> so I say out loud, will I be able to get down? You know, so I kind of do a step backwards. I'm like... Probably not. <laughs> Let me turn around. But then my body just continues up. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I think I say it out loud, like, I can do this. <laughs> and I keep going up through the snow. Like, it's just crazy the different kinds of weather. You know, I start out, there's river, it's hot through the forest. Then I go further up. There's no more trees. It's hot. 
And then all of a sudden there's this snow edge. There's so many different weather changes, you know, and then you get to the very top and it's super windy. I mean, there's nothing up there. There's no trees. There's just some wildflowers. And I make it to the top above the snow. And I'm thinking, oh my God, like I just did that. Like, but the thing is, I still have to get down at some point, you know, and I'm kind of dreading that. But in the moment, I'm like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this. And I get up to the very top of the mountain and this view right in front of me is incredible. You know, on the other side of the mountain, I look down the valley and it's so green. Behind me is the Valley of Aspen. And then in front of me is the Valley of Gunnison. So basically from Aspen to Gunnison takes like three hours if I were to drive the roads. I mean, obviously, if I'm if I were to hike it, you know, that would probably take me like six hours or something. But I'm basically crossing directly through just on hiking. It was so beautiful. And then there's this mountain that I'm on in the middle. I just do this panoramic video of all the way around. And there's just snow tops on top of these mountains. And as I'm like sitting there, I see this figure like way, way in the distance. And it looks like a person. Like this whole time I haven't seen one single person. And I'm like, if something happens to me, that's it, you know? And I'm like, okay, just nothing happened to me, please. And I'm thinking, is this a mirage? Like is, and my eyes, are my eyes really seeing this, you know? <laughs> or have I been hiking so long that I just think I'm seeing it? <laughs> I continue walking. And so I'm up on this mountain, but then there's a higher peak. I have to, I have to go to the top because well, I didn't download the map on all trails. Like I said, you know, I've been off trail, I don't know how long, but I look on Google Maps because you always see your GPS, like where you are. And on Google Maps, it shows New York Lake. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to get to this lake. Like there's, you know, if it says it's there, there's got to be the lake. And the New York Creek runs off of this lake all the way down to the bottom. So I see this lake on maps and I'm like, yes, this is my goal. You know, now I've turned like psycho. <laughs> and like my friend says, she says I'm a 10 on the average person charts of adventurism. Adventurousness. Is adventurism a word? Probably not. So you know what I realized? Let me just jump in here. The thing is, the more adventurous you are, the more issues you have with your body. So like all these men that I was hanging out with, they were super adventurous. You know, some were older, some were younger, and they had so many issues already. When you're rock climbing, when you're skiing, like doing all this to the max, there's only so much your body can take and you're at risk for accidents all the time. You know, if you're always adventurous, I want to be adventurous, but not break bones. You know, like, like all these dates I was on, these men were adventurous to the max and they had plates in them. You know, they, <laughs> they had metal, they had broken bones at one point. I mean, that's the thing. The more adventurous you are, the more things go wrong with your body. Oh, and then these guys are young. Like some of these guys are young and they already have so many issues. So then I realized, okay, like I want to be adventurous, but not like psycho adventurous. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Is there a medium? Because that's the thing. 
when you're so all about something, you kind of turn a little bit psycho, right? Like, <laughs> and maybe people have thought that about me, you know, because they've been pretty much average men. Just, I mean, with adventurousness. Maybe they thought, yeah, I'm psycho <laughs> about me, you know, because I have trouble sitting still. Back to the story. So I'm on the top and I think I see this person and I continue. I'm like, I have to get to the top of this mountain. Like now I'm psycho. Like my body is so tired and I still have to hike all the way back. And I have to get through this barrier of snow to get back. So I continue walking up and then I see this man. Like this man was real. You know, it wasn't a mirage because he was so tiny when I first thought I saw him. But now he's on the highest point of the mountain where I'm walking to. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, just walking slow, like each step because it's completely uphill and there's rocks. And that's I was so annoyed because there's nothing up there except for some wildflowers and rocks, except for mosquitoes like those damn things. Like you're so high up and there's still mosquitoes like <laughs> and I couldn't stand still because then they would start like attacking me, you know, even through my clothes. So I see this man. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's real. <laughs> it wasn't my eyes deceiving me. So he sees me and he's hiking down toward me and I'm going up and I'm like, where are you coming from? <laughs> like, this is the one person I've seen this whole time. And he's like, he's like, oh, my God, I haven't seen anybody this whole time. I'm like, I know. <laughs> And in my head, I'm like, what if this is, you know, maybe I don't need this dating app. But what if this is the guy, <laughs> you know, like in the back of my head, um, like, like psycho dating. But he has like a wedding ring. And then he's like, he's like, I dropped off my kids. And then I started hiking. I'm like, oh, OK, like this isn't the guy. <laughs> um, but he was super nice. You know, he's like, I'm Nick. And, and I shook his hand. Do you have the trail map? <laughs> you know, I'm kind of off trail. So he shows me his map. He's like, I'm coming from Gunnison, like the opposite side. And I'm like, I'm from Aspen. And then we basically just met on the highest point in the middle of both of us. Like that could have been so romantic, right? <laughs> like we're both psycho hikers who happen to meet on the highest point of the mountain. Like how awesome would that be if it were a love story? It's not. Like he was just a random guy hiking I loved romantic comedies growing up, and I feel like this would be an awesome plot for a romantic comedy. I mean, right? Like, can't you picture it? <laughs> so, you know, like facing wildlife and nature and about to semi-die, like you're out of breath, but then you meet the love of your life. I don't know. Obviously, that's not the case. He's like, I'm going to continue down to the to the edge of this mountain and then go to the edge of that mountain. And he's pointing at me everywhere he's going to go. And I'm like, cool. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, I'm kind of scared because I have to get back through the snow. And he's like, well, you could go all the way around the rim of the mountain. I saw a trail on the other side, which when you're up there. It seems like maybe it's close, but he was literally showing me the other mountain, which probably would have taken like an hour to get to. And then maybe I find the trail. And who knows what that is like? Like at least the trail that I came up on was like doable. It wasn't crazy. You know, like what if I walk an hour over this whole rim and it's super windy and you're super close to the edge of this mountain 
What if I walk over this whole side for like an hour and then realize uh, I can't get down this? Like this is super steep. And I'm thinking, okay, it's probably better if I go back the way I came and just face the snow that I have to get through, you know, to get back. And he's like, but I don't want to tell you something and then have it be wrong. And I'm like, yeah, no shit. Like, what the hell? So I'm on the top. You know, we say our goodbyes. Like, I see him continuing on the edge of the mountains. And he's like this tiny dot. I get to the highest point and I'm up there. I mean, it was incredible. It was so beautiful. And just the fact that... It's just me in nature. There's nobody else, like, except for Nick, <laughs> you know, who's like crazier than me, probably. The view was incredible. You know, I could do a 360 and just see the whole valley. I mean, there's nothing like it. And the fact that there's nobody, there's no houses, there's no people, there's nothing. I don't even see roads. Oh, and I asked Nick if he saw a lake, because he he was going on the edge of this whole mountain. So I asked him, I was like, I'm looking for this lake. Have you seen it? And he's like, no, like I haven't seen a lake. And he, and he walked on the whole rim. So at that point, I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop looking for this lake because now I'm just tired. It's like 4 p.m. at this point. And I'm thinking, um, I got to get back. And the thing is, the later you wait, it's going to start being dusk. And dusk is when you see all the animals come out. And I don't want to maybe see a bear. <laughs> you know what I mean? But this whole time, this trail, there was nobody. And I knew that this wasn't a very common trail because, again, all these plants were kind of blocking the trail and filling it. It's not a super popular one, but it was so incredible. I don't know what makes a trail popular and one that isn't. I mean, this was challenging. It was a challenging trail. It was just beautiful, much more beautiful than other trails I've been on. And they're super popular. There's so many people like this. Nobody. And I love that. Now I'm like, okay, I have to get back. I'm glad I have my hiking poles because now I had to go down all the way. And that is also sometimes more challenging than going up. You know, it's all in your like knees and thighs. So I'm, I'm in front of the snow and I'm like, please just let me get through this. And I go back the steps that I came up on because when I went up, I thought I saw footprints going through the snow. But as I'm going through the snow, they're not human footprints. They're like goat footprints. And I'm like, great. Like, no person has gone up here. It's just me and the goats, you know? <laughs> like, but I'm glad I did these deep steps because I went back backwards the exact way that I went up. And I just go slow. I'm like, okay, I've got this. I can do this, which is always something I say to myself, you know, when things are kind of sketchy because it went straight down. You know, it wasn't like slanted it was straight down and that's what freaks me out because it wasn't just the snow and then there's this hill like even the hill was very steep so even if i were to slide down the snow i would basically roll down the mountain you know which is not ideal <laughs> like 
I'm not looking for broken things because then I'm in the middle of nowhere. There's nobody and I still have to get back for like two and a half, three hours, right? So I'm taking my time. I get back and then I get onto the mountain, which is very muddy and kind of sketchy as well. You know, so I go down that slowly with my poles. Like basically my poles are saving my life like multiple times through the river crossings, up the mountain, through the snow. I mean, thank goodness I have these poles and my hiking shoes. Oh my God. But now I'm like kind of going a bit faster because I got to get back. <laughs> like my body is so tired. So I probably left the top of the mountain about 4 p.m. I get back to my car at like 7. You know, so so I was like three hours out. And then again on the way back, I had to do the river crossings. And I'm thinking, okay, if I go further up the river, the river is going to be more narrow and I could probably cross it. So I go through like these plants and everything further up the river. And I'm like, you know, is it narrower? But it's not like... It's not. Either way, I have to do the river crossing and take off my shoes again. And further up the river, it was more roaring, more of a current. I'm like, that's all I need is being like swept through the river. Like, I don't need that. I make it through the river, <laughs> put back on my shoes, have to go uphill. And then I start seeing more animals. You know, like the sun is like starting. It's not setting, but it's kind of behind the mountain, you know? So now it's like the forest is more active. I start walking faster because <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to be in the, in the middle of some animal adventure. And now the light is changing everything. Like I took so many pictures and videos on the way up, but you know, people make fun of me because now I pull out the camera again because the light has changed. It's all different in a different, beautiful way, you know? But again, I have to take more videos and pictures. So I get to my final river crossing. Like I did it. I'm almost there. My car is just on the other side of this river. And I'm just so tired. I'm like, I can't take off my shoes again. Like I don't want to. But it's deep. The water is deep. But I'm like, okay, I have another pair of shoes in the car. And then I'm like, oh my God, do I have my car keys? Like, where are they? You know, this is like my mind. <laughs> so I quickly check my backpack. I'm like, okay, good. They're still there. Like, what a nightmare that would be. Oh my God. Now I'm like, okay, I'm not going to take off my shoes. I'm just going to walk through. And I don't even pull up my leggings. Like, I just walk through the water. It just hurts my feet. I don't want to deal with the algae and the slippery rocks. I just walk through with my hiking shoes completely drenched like there's just water in there and I change it I take off my socks like dripping water <laughs> and I put on my dry shoes and I'm like I made it I made it to my car I drive back through the dirt road like another 20 minutes and then another 20 minutes on Independence Pass and I get home and I'm so tired like I can't believe I did that and I'm so glad that I went to the top of that mountain. I'm so glad I did that and didn't turn around sooner because that view was incredible. And I was so proud of myself for doing it. You know, at the same time, I'm like on the edge of scary yet like adrenaline, you know? <laughs> like, so I guess that's why I'm at the top of an average person chart 
of adventurousness, you know, at a nine or 10. That was it. I was supposed to have a date today, but he never messaged me back. So I guess that's a, that's a no on that. I don't know. Like these apps are always promising in the beginning. And then you realize, okay, like these apps can only be as good as the men that are available, right? Like this town is already small, so there's not much availability. And then, you know, it's like slim pickings, right? But anyway, that was my that was my adventure episode. I am adventurous, you know, but not to the max, like not psycho. I mean, but I guess it depends who you ask. You know, if, if you ask the people I work with, then they're like, yeah, you're psycho. But but I'm not compared to these all about it, crazy adventure men. I mean, there, but that's the first time I really realized the different levels of adventurousness. You know, I didn't see that before because I was always told, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm like to the max, you know, but I'm not like compared to these other men, you know, so everybody's different is my point. Everybody is different. (laughs) This is the whole point of this episode. Hopefully there's somebody for everyone. I don't know. Like, and I'm sure there's women out there that are crazier than me. Like maybe someone that would perfectly match this rafting guy because compared to him, I'm like boring probably, but having lunch on that rock was scary yet also awesome like the fact that he did that i'm like okay this is never gonna happen to me again like (laughs) i'm just gonna embrace it you know like this is what i do when something is crazy and my head is like oh my god this is crazy i still go along with it because i'm like yeah this is a story like this is something to talk about you know (laughs) and here i am talking about it thank you so much for listening This is an episode of Cat the Baker, and I'm Chef KB. Please follow me on my Instagram at Chef KB or on my YouTube at Cat the Baker. Until next time.